Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. My name is Jamie Otto, and this is Jason. We're actually matching today. That's right. It is so good to be with everybody again today. (laughs) We both serve on staff here at Bellevue and work with our ministerial assistants as a part of our church's internship program designed to raise up and send out prepared ministry leaders. That's right. And today we are talking about all about the process of transition. What makes transition difficult? Why is it important to discuss transitions? We're joined today by two of our very awesome ministerial assistants, mm-hmm. Amina Labane and Diallo Smith. Say hello. hello. Hey, y'all. <laughs> so good to have y'all. They're going to join mm-hmm. us today for our conversation. Okay, and so I'm going to really quickly run through kind of the outline of the transition process to to catch us up a little bit. So really quickly, as a reminder, there's a difference between change and transition. Change is what has taken place. It is the fact. It's situational, whereas transition is much more the effect that change has on you. It can be much more psychological and even emotional. So when it comes to transitions, there's actually three phases of the transition process. Every transition begins with an ending, which can kind of sound backwards, but it's true. An ending that has to be acknowledged, that you can't move forward in the transition process until acknowledging that ending. And then you get to the neutral zone. And that can be the time when maybe something is ended, but you haven't necessarily arrived at any conclusions. It can be really a confusing time. But the reality is, is the neutral zone is where growth happens. That's where wisdom is produced. That's where we grow the most. And then ultimately we get to the new beginning. Uh, Desire and motivation are major elements to getting to that new beginning. But ultimately that is the transition process. So it begins with an ending, then we have the neutral zone, and then we finish with the new beginning. So with that said, we're actually going to talk a little bit about endings today. So I would love to hear from you guys, just from your perspective, Amina and Diallo, why, why is it so important to acknowledge an ending? I think the first thing of acknowledging an ending that's so important is because you need to have the time to feel. Hmm. So whether that's grieving Hmm. or that's laughter or rejoicing, you need to have that time to reflect on that Hmm. um, because God never wants us to just waste time, Hmm. never puts us in a spot just for us to be there. And so one of the first things I thought about was when it comes to Thanksgiving and Philippians 4, 6, it says mm-hmm. with prayer and petition and, and with Thanksgiving, yeah. ask your requests. And so I think after every ending, no matter if it's hard or if mm-hmm. it's good, you need to be able to go to it as with a thankful posture of mm-hmm. saying, Lord, this is what happened and I see what's happened, but I'm thankful that you've got me through it. I'm thankful for this opportunity. Mm. And that could be a variety of different things. So yeah. it's very important to understand the ending and acknowledging it because you you never want to miss out on what God had for you mm-hmm. in that moment. That's right. Yeah, I think that's so good. Even the reminder that endings aren't necessarily bad. It's not yeah. not necessarily something, they're always a bad thing. It could be very good things that maybe I'm glad for this to be ending. But I think that's so good reflecting in Thanksgiving is what the Lord has, has allowed to come to an end is a gift. Yeah. Um, what he has in store is a gift. That's good. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I think I was trying to figure out like, what does scripture say about endings mm. and beginnings? Is that like language that we see? in the Bible. And Mm -hmm. I was surprised to find this verse in Ecclesiastes. It's Mm -hmm. in chapter seven, verse eight. It says, better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And I was like, (laughs) wow, okay. And then I I was like thinking like, what does that actually mean? And I read Mm -hmm. this, this little quote in this commentary, it's the pulpit commentary. And it says, the end is better because we can then form a right judgment about a matter. Mm -hmm. We see what was its purpose. We know whether Mm -hmm. it has been advantageous and prosperous or not. And so Mm -hmm. I think that the ending really allows us to take a step back, reflect, draw conclusions from our experience and and kind of really draw from 
what the Lord really used that time for. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning right. of something, you don't even really know what to anticipate. Mm-hmm. And then as you get through that season or, or that trial or that job, whatever it is that we end at, mm-hmm. um, there's so much to draw from it. And yeah. it's better then because we get to look back and think about all the ways that God moved in that in that time. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I really like that. And there's such a difference between just acknowledging that an ending is happening and even and even celebrating that compared to celebrating that it is ending, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is coming to an end, let's celebrate, but also let's celebrate that it's ending. It, it, it served its purpose mm-hmm. and it's time to move on. You asked the question, Jamie, when you talked to the MAs, I think you did, what is what is it time for me to let go of in my life? Yeah. And even that, just celebrating that ending, it's not just saying that was really good and awesome, but it's time to let go of this. It's right. time to transition to the next thing. Right. So what do you guys think? Maybe it can kind of sound backwards that so transitions begin with an ending. Why do you think maybe some of us don't or sometimes we don't process an ending or we don't acknowledge an ending? Or do you feel like that is maybe sometimes what people do? Um, I think sometimes we don't even really realize how much we don't want something to end. Mm -hmm. And I kind of mentioned this at MA training, just like the resistance that we have towards change because Mm -hmm. there's there has to be an act of letting go what we've grown to love or mm-hmm. what we've become comfortable with. Or sometimes an ending really wasn't up to us mm-hmm. or it wasn't anticipated. Like sometimes things just change in our lives and there mm-hmm. has to be this adjustment period. But I think that change really has a lot to do with the fact that we weren't really created for change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like God God didn't intend for us to go through various changes in our lives. It's a result of really us being in a finite world where there's an end to everything. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes we we suppress our emotions, we're resistant to change, yeah. or sometimes it, letting go really has a lot to do with lo- like losing control mm. and saying like, I'm, I'm not in control. I think a lot of it really mm. has a lot to do with sometimes pride, mm-hmm. even just feeling like I, I need this to stay the way that it is mm. um, and letting go and trying to adopt a new Mm-hmm. a new thing or even just let go of what once was is, mm-hmm. is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was so good going along with the control part. Yeah. When I look back into my life on the things that were changing and why I was get, becoming frustrated, it was because I was losing control and the mm. expectations that I had hmm. wasn't from God. It mm. was from myself. And sometimes what I would do is I would say God is hurting me or other people can say like God's hurting us, mm. but it's really us. Like it's mm. our flesh having this idea of what we thought, what God's plan was. And like, we, we didn't surrender that will and that path to God. Mm-hmm. And so then when it's not to what we wanted it, now we're blaming it on God instead of looking at the different ways that we, we were contributing mm. to that expectation and to that control of the way that we wanted it to be. Yeah. Oh, so good. Do you guys have any examples of maybe some things that have come to an end or some endings that you've had had to acknowledge that have been difficult for you? Yeah, I think for me, a big one when I was reading through these questions was my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after my parents separated, mm-hmm. like what once was family to me no longer right. continued. And so I had to reframe and readjust to this idea of family being in two different places, mm-hmm. feeling like separate people, like having to let go of unity or or even consistency. Cause I think that's usually like their stability in the home. Mm-hmm. That's what we expect. Mm-hmm. And kind of coming to terms with for 18 years of my life, I saw my parents every single day. And then mm-hmm. to kind of come to a place where I was like, 
why don't no one else see this parent next? Yeah, I think just unexpected change in my life was that was a difficult ending. Mm. And not processing through that, I think, hurt me more than really feeling the pain of the end. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of times, even in biblical counseling, when I meet with someone, we talk mm. about our emotions and, and, and feeling through transitions mm. or I often talk about suppression mm. and how sometimes we we push down mm. what we feel about a moment or a time in our lives, especially with an ending, mm -hmm. and pulling out those emotions because they're so deep, yeah. like hurts so much more mm -hmm. than letting ourselves really feel everything. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. I would say yeah. for me, I had, I would just say relationships overall. So dating relationship and a friend's relationships. And so basically what that process was, especially in the dating relationship was I had this idea that this girl was going to be someone that I was going to marry yeah. and we were planning for our future. And when it came to an end, it really made me question not only myself, but also God, because mm. I was going again of the control and the expectation that God never told me, but mm. I was putting on him. And then I think with friendships, when after I graduated college, there's so many friends that are leaving now. Mm. And so I think I go back to saying, oh, was this time wasted with this friendship? What is yeah. this going to look like? God, why'd you put them in my life if it was only going to be for a season? Mm -hmm. And so I think with both of those situations, it all has to come back to the surrender. It all has to come back to everything that we do. God wants it to be a purpose, even if it is for a season. Mm -hmm. You need to be okay with that. And so now when I go into friendships or people that I meet, or even in the next dating relationship, I think it's good to plan, but it's also good to have the open hand to say, mm -hmm. okay, God, if this is going to end, I know it's in your will and I'm mm -hmm. okay with that yeah. because you're not going to do anything that's going to be against me. Only things are going to be for my good. So, yeah. And yeah. I think like just to add on to that real quick, like, oh, I think sometimes an ending feels so abrupt, mm -hmm. but God's not in a rush. Like, no. I think sometimes we think I have to process. That's that's usually my yeah. tendency. I need to process this, so I'm ready yes. for the next thing. And I need, yeah. and then we take upon like this burden that God has not given us mm -hmm. to like bear the weight of our emotions, and just we just snap our fingers and we're okay. Right. And I mm -hmm. think God is really a part of the process of of understanding an ending and what that means for mm -hmm. us. And he's patient with us. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when things end, we're not really patient with ourselves yeah. and, and acknowledging I'm human. And right. like, it's going to take some time for me to really readjust mm -hmm. or even change my expectations or mourn or grieve or be excited right. and whatever those, an ending is good or bad. I think like the Lord isn't rushing us to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. He really knows how much time we need to get to where he wants us to go. Yeah. Those are such good thoughts. And it, it makes me think too, it can be so easy probably for us to look to the person next to us and think, okay, so they, oh, they didn't process the end of a relationship this way, or mm. they didn't, they didn't process their parents getting a divorce in this way. And it, it can be so easy to think, okay, so this is probably how it needs to go for me, or is something wrong with me mm. if I'm not, yeah. if I'm not handling it yeah. the way that they did, or if it's not as, as easy for me, or if it takes more thought for me than it did for them. I think that can be a, a definite temptation of, of processing an ending is probably to look too much to the person next to you and think, oh, I'm, and, and let kind of their, their own walk be the framework for how you process through it. When in reality, right. what you guys are saying is so spot on that, no, it, it's got to be the Lord's process. It, it is mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. And it is. It's, it, I love what you've shared even just about control and what it exposes. A question that comes to mind too is you mentioned, Amina, in MA training, 
or a question that you asked is like, okay, so I, I am of the personality type that just like, oh, I want to chew through all of this. I want to, I want to like deep soul search and know, okay, <laughs> let me process everything that there is to be processed. Mm -hmm. Whereas some other people are not wired that way. Uh, somebody actually asked a question afterwards of like, hey, I'm the opposite. I am, I'm wired. I, I don't deal with negative emotions. I'm, I really don't like to deal mm -hmm. with negative mm -hmm. emotions. So that's, I'm, I have the total opposite problem. I guess what, what would you guys say? And Diallo, I don't know where you fall on that spectrum, but <laughs> what would you say to somebody who's, who's different than you in that way? Who's not one that likes, likes to sit in these mm -hmm. things? <laughs> yeah. I think a whole, like the verse that's stuck out to me the most when I think about transitions is in Isaiah 40, where it's mm -hmm. those who wait on the Lord, yeah. like their, their mm -hmm. strength will be made new. Like mm -hmm. he will renew the strength of those who wait on him. And so I think a lot of times either we're going before the Lord and deep diving kind of like I do, where I'm mm -hmm. like out of step with the spirit. I'm trying to be in control of my emotions. Or sometimes we lag behind the spirit where he's like, in, he's mm. trying to get us to be in step with him, but we're like, I don't know, God, I don't want right. to go there. Right. Um, and I think that waiting on the Lord and really sitting and asking God and learning how to just sit in his presence yeah. and, and the delight of waiting on him, mm -hmm. like, God, identify to me the things that I need to think about. How do I think about this? What do you say about how I think about this? And I think it's true. Like we look to the left and we look to the right. We compare ourselves in the way that we process things. Right. And a lot of times God has a desire for us to just be with him, to mm -hmm. process through those, those emotions. And so to that person, I would say, learning to wait on the Lord and to allow mm -hmm. him to speak to our hearts through mm -hmm. his word, to expose the things that maybe we're resistant to that mm -hmm. really could set us free mm -hmm. um, or to lay down the weight that we aren't, we aren't supposed to carry. And so yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with not processing by ourselves, but processing with, with the Lord and yeah. allowing him to yeah. speak to our situation more than we try to speak to it ourselves. Right. That's right. So I think that that yeah. creates confusion and, That's right. and frustration and, yeah. and then the element of control. Cause even then, when you're resistant, that's also an element of control. Mm. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna walk into this. And so, yeah. whether it's on this side mm. or that side, I think a lot of it is just surrender and waiting on the Lord. Mm. Yeah, a lot of times we let the situation speak instead mm -hmm. of the Lord speak. Yeah. That's good. That's Very cute. True. Yeah. I fall on. I've been on the spectrum where I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Process my emotions, and <laughs> so now I'm. I definitely more with Amina where I yeah. process. I need to process my emotions all the time. Yeah. And so I think even when it comes to this is a generalization, but with mm -hmm. guys, yeah, it's very hard for us to sit in our emotions yeah. and negative emotions in a process with the Lord. But what I see is is that it, you're actually hurting yourself because then you're going to prayer. You're not talking about the things that are your worries or the things that are making you anxious. You're only talking about the things that are good. Mm -hmm. And so if we know that God's a healer, we know mm -hmm. that he can also heal our emotions. Mm -hmm. But when you don't say what those hard emotions mm -hmm. are, you're you're not allowing him to heal those things. Yeah. You're not allowing him to see how he's going to be able to work through you. So every time in biblical counseling where I have a male and it's hard for him to process his mm -hmm. emotions, I always tell them to journal. Mm -hmm. Journal out your prayers. Mm -hmm. Journal out the hard things. But don't spiral down. Make sure you're yeah. applying biblical truth. So if you're feeling anxious, go to scripture where it talks about mm -hmm. that God will will transcend all anxiousness. Yeah. Go mm -hmm. to scripture to all these different mm -hmm. things. Because sometimes what can happen too is that the enemy can see those hard emotions yeah. and then he can attack and then he'll say, mm -hmm. okay, not like you're, you're going to sit in guilt. You're going to sit in shame. Yeah. Um, but you do have to confront it and you have to be in step yeah. with the spirit yeah. with that.
Mm, that's truth so right there, Diallo. That's really Ooh. there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that'll listen to this that are quietly saying, Man, he, he knows me so well. Yes. Why are they so, talking about emotion so much? Yeah, exactly. No, it's good. Yeah. Before we leave this, I just want to acknowledge for you guys both, when we talk about transitions, y'all both made a, a physical transition right. location. Right. So uh, the background of both of y'all is you've been um, at school in Virginia. Uh, but Diallo, you're from Baltimore, uh, which is not the South. Not <laughs> at all. And Amina, you are from New York, uh, from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Not the South Brooklyn. That's right. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had a chance to watch y'all. Y'all have been in Memphis now for about 10 weeks or so. But talk about that and how how was it important that you processed out loud or with people or with the Lord? that transition coming to the South, coming to brand new people, coming to a brand new church, et cetera. Yeah. I think one of the things that the enemy loves to do when we meet an ending or we're in a transition is to isolate us mm. and, in, and to almost isolate our experience and say, you're the only one yeah. that's going through this. You're by yourself. No one understands you. And you kind of just believe that line. You isolate yourself. And it's a really frustrating place to be in. But I think after coming from Lynch, like it was just such a, even I, like we talked and I got hired like two weeks <laughs> two before weeks. I even like came. Like maybe two weeks to the day. Yeah. yeah. And it was just such a crazy like shift. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think one of the things that has really helped me was just saying out loud, this is hard. Mm. Um, I think sometimes <laughs> we want to feel like, oh, I'm braving this. I'm doing a really good job. I want to transition well. And, and, and sometimes that's just not the case. And yeah. sometimes we put an expectation on ourselves to, to do really well in a certain circumstance. But I think that like, there's so much purpose in not doing well. Mm. Um, and really learning how to begin to take the step of of saying I need help mm-hmm. and, and identifying the, the places that we struggle in and, and communicating that. Um, and I think it takes a lot of humility sometimes yeah. to really just say like, I, I, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never gone through this before. This yeah. is really painful. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, just confessing that and really saying like, because then there was this one time where Dial and I were in the office and I was like, I, I'm having a really hard time. And he was mm-hmm. like, no, me too. And I was like, wait, really? And then we just had this whole conversation and being able to talk about it together yeah. and encourage each other what we were learning through it or what we were facing was really mm-hmm. helpful to be able to just say like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. And the enemy loves to lie to us and tell us you're the only one. That's right. right. It's just not true. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Good word. I think coming here was a lot because you're adapting to a new church. You're adapting to a new culture mm-hmm. in itself in the South. There's no family that's close by. Mm. And so it it was very true when Amina was talking about isolation. Mm. And so it was very hard to figure out, okay, like I have a lot of friends that are here, but what's our friend dynamic? And Mm. at Bellevue, what does this look like? Who are the people I need to be connecting with? And so there were many times where I would just be in my room and Mm. I would just be crying and Mm. praying. And I think... We, we don't want to embrace the endurance and the hardship. Mm-hmm. But it's sad because during the enduring, that's when I was praying the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think the biggest thing I'm taking away out of this was I couldn't go off of my own might anymore. I couldn't go off of the things that I could control. I couldn't say, okay, I'm going to go. I need to have this meeting with this person. Yeah. I had to completely rely on the Lord and I had to wait on him mm-hmm. to open up doors, open up opportunities to open up counseling sessions yeah. and to completely open up community. And I think the first step was talking with Amina mm-hmm. and telling her, hey, I'm not doing well. And mm-hmm. us having that that time to be able to, to see the resemblance of mm-hmm. what our struggle was and then mm-hmm. also allowing other community um, and telling them, hey, yeah, I'm not doing well and seeing yeah. how God used them to speak into my life. Mm-hmm. So the transition was hard, but I, th- I think the biggest takeaway was 
-hmm. depend on the Lord because he's going to humble you during this process and also make room for the for your community to speak into it. So good. It so really good. Is. What a cool thing that the Lord has allowed you guys to process the endings that you've experienced together. That's a pretty I sweet know. thing and it's a, I think that's a a huge part of this too is if we're open enough to just be honest mm-hmm. and say this is this has been difficult. Yeah. Then all the ways that you guys have pointed out the tactic of the enemy just doesn't have space anymore. He doesn't, doesn't. right. So there's That's a right. lot of power in processing through endings, period, but especially together. So That's right. Yeah. Hey, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation that has been helpful to you. We encourage you to take time to personally reflect on transitions you might be in right now and acknowledge what's ending as you lean into all the Lord has to teach you. Thanks again for joining us. We encourage you to be back with us next week as we continue this conversation with Amina and Diallo. Thanks.